guys, welcome to the third episode of Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. Good morning or good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. We're going to talk about The Last Dance, whose first two ep- episodes premiered last Sunday, Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement and being traded to the Bucks, and the NFL Draft. The NFL Draft took place on April 23rd until April 25th, with the first rounders being drafted on April 23rd. We start with Arsh. Arsh, which teams were winners, which were losers, and who were the snubs? So my three, my first of three teams that I have as winners, the first team is the Las Vegas Raiders. Choosing in the first round, 12th overall, Henry Ruggs, Alabama, the speedster. He may not be the best wide receiver in this draft class, but he'll be a very good wide receiver. Pick 19, they picked cornerback Damon Arnett, Ohio State. I think this was a very good pick. And then for round three, pick 80, they chose running back slash wide receiver Lynn Bowden, Kentucky. I think that this was an amazing move for them, one of their best moves. Now, my second winner, my second team that I have ranked as a winner is the Dallas Cowboys. They took at overall at round one, overall 17, C.D. Lamb, Oklahoma wide receiver. C.D. Lamb is a very good wide receiver, maybe the best in this in this year's draft class. And they took him 17th overall, which is a steal. Round two, number fifth, overall 51, they took cornerback Trevon Diggs, Alabama. I think that this is also a very good move. And all of the Cowboys picks are ranked better than what they actually pick. Like the C.D. Lamb, he was ranked number sixth overall, yet he got picked sixth, 17th. Same for the next three picks. Then the Cowboys in the third round picked Neville Gallimore, Oklahoma, defensive line. I give this an amazing grade because they picked him 82nd overall when he was ranked 51st overall. For my losers, I have the New York Giants as a loser because they picked they picked a offensive line. They picked an offensive line for their first round pick, number four overall, which I think they could have picked a better I think they could have picked a better offensive tackle. They picked Andrew Thomas. I think they could have picked a better one. And then I think that they did have a pretty good move in round two, choosing Xavier McKinney, an amazing player. Um, and then um, another loser I have is the Chargers. And I think that the Chargers are losers because they picked Justin Herbert from Oregon round six. Round one, pick six, and I don't think they, I don't think that they should have chosen him. They should have waited to choose a QB, or if they really wanted him that bad, they should have chosen him later. And then um, for my snubs, I had DeAndre Swift, who got picked in the second round, and also I had, um, I had, I had um, safety Xavier, Xavier McKinney, Alabama. Okay, so my winners were the Cowboys because they didn't need a wide receiver in CeeDee Lamb, but he was ranked number six, and he fell all the way to 17, and he was so good they just had to take him. Um, The Lions, because they got Jeff Okuda, really fast safety, I mean cornerback, uh, especially because Darius Lane left for Philly and they needed a corner. Uh, Same with Jaguars taking CJ Henderson really fast. With Jalen Ramsey leaving for the Rams earlier this year and AJ Bouye leaving in free agency to the to Denver. 
Um, and then uh, the Las Vegas Raiders taking Henry Ruggs III. As I said, he may not be the best, but he's very. I think he's very fast, and the Raiders always draft for speed, so that fit their needs. Um, my losers were the Dolphins, even though they had three first-round picks. I think their second, um, their second highest need was a wide receiver, and first only, only second to the quarterback position, uh, which they took in two attack of Iloa. Um, and then, but then they only took an offensive tackle on the quarterback in the first round. And I think they, they should have used one of their picks on a wide receiver. Um, also the Cowboys, as I said, CD Lamb fell that, that far back and that's good for them, but they missed out on first round talent on corners with first round talent and defensive tackles with first round talent. My snobs were DeAndre Swift, who went number three over, uh, number three in the second round to the Lions. Uh, Xavier McKinney, who went number four in the second round to the Giants. And T. Higgins, who went uh, number one in the second round to the Bengals. As I said, all three went in the first four of the second round. And then one of um, my last win is the Baltimore Ravens taking Patrick Queen linebacker, especially because Lamar said that he he's basically, he thinks he's Ray Lewis Jr. Arsh, anything else to add? Um, so I wanted to ask you um, why you have the Dolphins as losers, because they took a good offensive tackle, they took a good QB, and they also took a really, really good corner. Uh, well, I'm not saying those are bad bad players to pick. I'm just saying I think they should have taken a wide receiver first because their only receiver is Devontae Parker, and he got his first 1,000-yard receiving season last year. Well, what do you th- how are the Cowboys losers? But because you said, yeah, they lost about good first-round cornerbacks and that they're a good talent. But what about picking Trevon Diggs? He's amazing, and today they're probably going to pick a safety or another corner because they're so good. They're, they, like, now they're, their QB's good. Their running back's sensational. Their wide receivers, including Michael Gallup, a very underrated wide receiver who hit over a thousand yards last year with Amari Cooper, they have good people. They have good. They have Amari Cooper, Blake Jarwin. Um, they also have Randall. They don't. They don't have Randall Cobb anymore, but they replaced him with. Um, they replaced him with. Basically, um, CD. Yeah. Yeah, CD, and then they have Michael Gallup. So yeah. So I think. I think. I know, Trevon Diggs is a good pick for the second round, though. For the first round, C.D. Lamb fell so far back, yes. But they missed out on the first round talent they could have got in maybe, this obviously not, but Jeff Okuda, like one of the first round talent. Uh, all those corners that fell behind the Cowboys pick, I think those could have, those, everyone could have got, the Cowboys could have got any corner, especially Xavier McKinney, who fell to the second round. That was one of my snubs. <laughs> last Sunday. The Last Dance is a documentary about the 1997 through 1998 Chicago Bulls, their GM Jerry Krause, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman with interviews and analysis. I think that this is a great documentary. The first two episodes were really good. Um, I love how it shows how intense MJ was to all these young generation kids and all these millenniums that actually see how basketball was so rough back then. And with Scottie Pippen, it was the second episode showing how all there's so, there's so much pressure 
between Phil Jackson and Jerry Krause. How Jerry Krause wanted credit, even though that, even though that Scottie Pippen, Phil Jackson, and Michael Jordan had made up the team. I think that um, it showed how much Michael Jordan wanted to win and how good of a player he was. Because all these new people know about Michael. They know about LeBron. They know about Steph Curry. They know about Kobe. But they never have seen the all-time greats. And I think that it shows how all of them, including Scottie Pippen, and how all of them contributed to make this Bulls team a dynasty. And I really like all the drama, like Scottie Pippen and his contract talk, and how he sold himself out for seven years, $18 million, though he probably could have made eight, nine, ten times that amount of money. Um, well, I think this was a this was a really great documentary. The first two episodes, as I said, were stellar. Um, it, I think it was really good for younger people, um, showing really who MJ was. They heard all the all what he did, but really seeing what he did on the court and in the locker room because this was special access granted during the nineteen ninety seven to ninety eight season. Um, I think it brought back many memories for the older people. Um, Especially uh, because, and I think this is a perfect time to release it since the quarantine is in effect. I don't know how they got that timing exactly right. Maybe a little bit earlier, but I can't complain. Um, as I said, bringing back memories for older people. Um, it really shows Jordan's dominance and his leadership in the locker room and on the court. And it gives inside intel for each player. Um, and... Last, but most importantly, I think, it shows how the game has really changed from then to now. Back then, it was very physical, and the three-point line wasn't as as big as it is now. But with Steph Curry changing the game, now it, the game is much less physical, and there are many more fouls called. This week, Rob Gronkowski came out of retirement only to be traded to the Bucks for a fourth-round pick. I thought this was a good move for the Bucks, but a bad for the Patriots, only getting a fourth-round pick. I thought they could have got a lot better, but maybe because Gronk, is, uh, he's been retired for a, a pretty long time. Um, I thought this was good, but I don't think he'll be the, for the Bucks. I don't think he'll be the number one tight end behind O.J. Howard and Cameron Ray. I think he'll be a good mentor, a vet mentor, and he'll get the uh, chemistry with Tom Brady going. Um... Obviously, he needs to book back up after coming out of, after coming out of retirement, and I was confused. Why would he come out of retirement to stay with the with the Pats if he was st- if he was saying that he wanted to be reunited with the Bucks? Why would he even come out of retirement for that? Arsh, what do you have to say on this? So I think that this move was there's three points of view in a trade. There's the outsiders, and then there's the two teams. I think that this this was great for the Bucks. The Bucks were um, they have two pretty good tight ends. Now they have a great one. He can be a vet in the locker room. He's a very good leader, and now they have the chemistry going with Tom Brady. For the Patriots, I don't get why they wouldn't build around him. Why they couldn't just have all young players just admire him and like playing with him. Because now they have Benjamin Watson, a 43-year-old tight end. And I think that they needed Gronk. And they need their QB, whoever it's going to end up being, they need someone to throw to. Stidham, I think. Yeah, maybe. But Nikhil Harry is a pretty good option, but they need a tight end. And Gronk, with all those rings, I think that he would have been a great player in the 
in the Patriots locker room. And then for the outsiders, this seems like they're mad at the Patriots and they are happy at the Bucks. This was a good move for the Bucks. This was not that good of a move for the Pats. I bet you there's other teams that would have given more than a fourth round pick. But I think that the reason he came out from retirement because he wanted to be able to play with Tom Brady again. Yeah. Um, so a question I have for you, Arsh, is um, why would he come out of retirement if he didn't want to stay with the Bucks? I mean, with the Pats. I think that, well, this is an interesting thought, but maybe he wanted to be able to, this is an interesting thought, but maybe he wanted to be able to have Tom Brady move to a different team because of some kind of issue with the Patriots. Therefore, he did what he did. He left because he knew that no one, because he knew that no one would be able to win with him. Yeah, I think the Patriots did have respect. Okay, listen next week. Uh, thanks for listening and listen next week uh, to Two Brothers Under Sports Podcast every Saturday. You can listen wherever you get your favorite podcast. Thanks. Yeah.